Yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah. You already know the vibes. Already. I ain't with that switching sides. From Chicago, my motive is stay alive. Stay up, stay up. Never fade away like mine. I'm, I'm dripping like Fiji, watch me slide. Yo, 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 what's good, what's happening, we're back, episode, what is it, 83 or 84, you tell me, shoot, I lost track, but uh, probably episode 80, no, this is 83, this is 83, episode 83 of Threes from the Ring Podcast, we're glad to be back, I highly doubt there's an NBA player that wore the jersey number 83. So I'm not even gonna waste my time even looking that up right now. But uh, if there was somebody, respect to you for picking such a big ass freaking number, bro. Respect. But got my boy Trail Side on here like always. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the peoples. Yo, bro, I've been uh, the reason I came three minutes late, bro. I, I've been watching that Jeffrey Epstein's documentary oh, like on and off, bro. Bro, you them aluminum four niggas, G. Nah, because it's aluminum foil. People don't, you know, that's it's in the sense of like they are like not right. Like the Jeffrey Epstein stuff is like legit, like true. Because everything yeah, they say, they got like photographical proof of it. Yeah, I agree with like, that. There's yeah. a picture of there's a picture of Bill Clinton in a dress that he got painted to tell Bill Clinton, like you my b word. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> It's it's wild, bro. Like, and anybody who asks about like the um, like any higher up that asks about them, or uh, be like that and get questioned about them, they they say, yeah, I know him. But beforehand, before he got you know clapped because they did, he didn't kill himself. They clapped for him. Yeah, we know before that. I, that's clapped. one of those things I accept. No, yeah. <laughs> They clap for before they clap, folks. Everybody, you said, man, Jeffrey Epstein's a cool guy. He's nice. He's even Trump said he like he liked them young, but that dude was like, he had an island, bro. <laughs> they mm. called the pedophile island, bro. Bro, that's neither here nor there. Okay, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Dude. I, I was like, it's a whole bunch of them on Netflix. Mm. Yeah, I just been watching it. <sighs> mm, well. That's interesting, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's really interesting. But uh, but yeah. So hey, that's a little hey. But just don't become one of those uh. With, no, right. Do I believe the elites have something to do with it? Of course. Do I know if it's freaking Oprah or God darn Obama's? Mm-hmm. But I believe it's look. I believe it's some rich people that we might think that that nothing to do with. No, I don't know if Oprah got the little kids in her basement asking for freaking water. I don't know. That's none of our business, honestly. Make it your business. (laughs) You're going to be in somebody's basement. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to sit there and be like, Oprah held me hostage. Niggas are going to go to Oprah's crib. I'm like, ain't nobody here. Plot twist. (laughs) Plot twist. You in goddamn Vince McMahon's basement, G. So you think this (laughs) is, G. So, think wisely. Uh, but, uh, decent little week in terms of what we talk about, basketball and sports. I mean, basketball and wrestling, other sort, G. So, uh, we actually got stuff to talk about. Uh, NBA, let's go ahead and hit that. 
uh, and we'll get to wrestling last. But um, so free watch. Um, <laughs> I didn't put it in the topic list because I forgot. But let's just go ahead and talk about it briefly. Free watch. Uh, watch. Unfortunately, got suspended by ESPN because he told some goofy senator, governor. I don't know. Uh, told him fuck you. Straight up, like he just outright said a f u to him in an email, and mainly because dude said something about the uh how the NBA is actually doing stuff in regards to uh racial injustice and racial progression and stuff in this country, I guess. And dude took it to heart, so watch just said f u to dude and he over and dude being a white man, of course, blew up the situation released the email, and ESPN kind of being goofy in this type of situation, suspended him because it's like, it's not like he said it on air or tweeted it. It was an email. So, to me, goofy on ESPN's end, respect to watch for being that type of person. Uh, a lot of people are on the free watch bandwagon, so hey, but uh, free watch, though. Your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, I'm, those are funny. Um, yeah, hilarious. Well, I apologize. I, I don't know. Some probably some dude that 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 he was cool with either at Disney or, uh, uh, like just he, he probably made that call. It was like, hey yo, hey watch. He talking out the side of his mouth. I don't like it. And then they proceeded to, um, you know, no, yeah, uh, yeah. deal with that situation accordingly and just. And, and and we had the situation where we saying like hey free watch but um in my in my opinion I was just like dang man uh, I I ain't think I ain't think watch you know a clap back like that honestly I I wouldn't be surprised if like an intern sent that email <laughs> it could um, yeah. like I, I really wouldn't be surprised just because of how uh uh. Well, I said I don't. I don't even think like why is not even like one of the people I think that actually says like profanities. You know, he just um, doesn't fit the character. Still, so, yeah, it definitely does not fit the character. But if he did, for him, um, I don't know what Sham's gonna be on a goddamn streak of breaking news until Wise get back. Pretty much. Um, so Sham's, you know, we, yeah. we're looking at you for everything. So, uh, moving on, updates in regards to the NBA bubble. So, pretty much at this point, all the teams are in the bubble. They are in Disney World, prospering, living their best life in the bubble. If you want to consider it the best life, or at least as best as they can make it. Uh, just this past week, we've seen the food. Uh, shout, uh, shout out to some random scrub niggas and also... Uh, Troy Daniels letting us know that the food ain't ain't it pretty much as of right now. Uh so that's unfortunate. Nice jokes that came from it. Uh nice funny ass jokes that came out of it. So shout out to everybody uh who hit them tweets with the jokes. Uh don't that food did look pretty sad though, G. Like like a step yeah. above from nursing home food. Let's just keep it G real. Uh but Adam Silver yeah. did say that the real food is going to be coming uh, within the week or whatever. So, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Uh, 
Then we had J.R. Smith. And this is like quality. We're going to get some quality funny things coming out of this bubble. Uh, J.R. Smith literally the first night li- uh, live posted his uh, everything going, like at least his first day in the bubble. And the NBA, to the point where the NBA, he got a text from the NBA saying, shut it down. Because you're revealing too much. So, hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious in itself. Uh, then last night, Quinn Cook, um, well, I, th- I think it was last night or the night before, Quinn Cook was playing 2K with LeBron and AD. And he was streaming, and you could literally see people in the park following them everywhere. So, take so little stuff like that. We're actually getting in little fun little things to see. Teams are actually starting to practice as well. Um, luckily only two, as of, since arriving into the bubble, uh, Shams did just report that they find a tweet. Uh, only two players out of 322 players have, uh, been tested for COVID, came out positive. So, that's a decent start. And then you get the news that the reason why James Harden and the reason why James Harden and Russell Wilson, I mean, Russell Westbrook didn't join uh, the Rockets uh, as a team was because they both caught COVID. So, not funny, but it makes sense on why, like, they said they're going to be arriving late. So, it is what it is when it comes to that. Uh, they seem like they both will be joining the team uh, when they once their quarantine is over with. But, it's kind of like, damn, well, it makes sense. But they but, So, I don't get it. Now go ahead. So with the fact that the Brooklyn Nets people, some of them not playing for the whole season because of COVID, but Russell Westbrook and 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 James Harden is okay. So the Nets players opted out because they tested positive. It's not oh we we tested positive and we're not playing. They just opted out because either they tested positive or they just didn't want to go play. You get it. Yeah, I get it. That's not weird. Yeah, but um, so, I understand. Like, I completely understand. I don't know like the, the medical history behind you know certain Nets players and stuff like that. So I understand if they did say, you know, I'm not about to do this. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my my just my thing is like, I just want to know why. Um, Certain players either um, like or opt out if it's not that bad of a disease, especially if you at peak health. I know that's not necessarily for everybody, but you know, especially while you're at peak health and things of that nature. And certain players, like, you know, I'm aware what COVID is and things like that, but you know, I got it, I beat up, but I'm still gonna play. I, I don't know. This is why I'm so like for like the season ending. Because, like, to think that nobody's going to get that inside the bubble is a stupid delusion. Yeah, and while is, two yeah. people already in the bubble already got it. Yeah. That's, you know it's, what I'm saying? Yeah. And when it comes to that, it's, it's more like, because honestly, like I'm on the same boat as in I feel like they shouldn't be playing, but these are grown as men, and and just like a lot yeah. of people, they they made the decision to play. If they didn't want to play, 
they would have did what Kyrie wanted them to do, which was like not play. Whether yeah, sit up. Yeah, whether LeBron gave a damn or not. If literally three hundred and twenty two players that was tested of those three hundred and twenty two players and three hundred and twenty said, Hey, we don't wanna play and LeBron and freaking six men on the goddamn Celtics decide they wanna play, I'm siding with three hundred and twenty players, but more than any wanted to play. So and it shows when yeah. with the players that opted out. So it's like I can't tell a grown man what they don't want to do, but I get it. Like, I definitely get where you come from because I'm like a part of me feel like they're taking a huge risk, but. Yeah. And amongst, I don't like, don't get me wrong, I don't think nobody's going to die. Yeah, that's the thing. I nobody, think, like, like, I don't, if somebody does. It's, it's, it's huge. That's, that's huge. huge. That is huge. But like, yeah, my, my, like, thing is, because I think, like the NBA probably have probably one of the best medical staffs in sports just because of how much of a player's league this league is. Mm-hmm. But, um, God, I hate Far Cry Theory. But um, I just think to myself, like, <laughs> if it's okay for people to get COVID, why can't their families be with them? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying they think it's okay for you to get COVID, but if it's, I, right, what's his face, just stay there for 10 days, you know, you touch that pizza guy, uh, Rashawn Holmes, you touch the pizza guy, uh, just sit there for three days. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, what's that's the still point? Hilarious. Rashawn Holmes' situation is hilarious, horrible. by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. He had a whole thing. But, like, what's the point, like, of all this? Like, I just think, man, if you're going to have some as point as the NBA season, so I understand if you just, you know, have the, the, the 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 season in a little bubble, but some is pointing as the playoffs. You know, you just should wait it. Uh, and I know that's being on a dead horse and things of that yeah, nature. And point, like yeah. I said, I don't, I don't fear COVID. I actually don't think it's like, you know, in a situation where oh, I'm not one of the people in the situation. Oh, you gonna die when you catch it? Like I, uh, I see many of people beat it with worse immune systems, mm-hmm. but um. But uh, I'm currently beating up a Jaguar. Let me pause this thing. But um, in this situation, I just think, like, it's like we doing all of this for something that's extremely inedible at this point. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's like feeding around a bunch of, like, fans in WWE stuff or fans or whatever. Like, if we, like, it's literally only our country at this point. Simply just be like, all right, let's just halt stuff. For like a good month, we should have halted stuff until today, when COVID first exactly. started happening. But and that's why, like <laughs> places like New Zealand, and they, bro, and they, their stock in terms of like their their success and 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 what they what they do and like the money they're gonna generate in the country is gonna rise so much because sporting events are gonna go there. Places yep. like you know UFC did they think Abu Dhabi? We'll talk about later. Like. That place is getting nothing but like, all right, okay, I can't go here, but I can probably go here where there's no COVID cases, things like that nature, uh-huh. and run a really, really good show. Dana White had nothing but praises for Fight Island in terms of a, st- uh, a service-wise when I was um, looking at his, like, press conferences. So, like, if we could just literally just chill out for, like, two seconds, 
everything would be better. But no, if you yeah. want to have goddamn juke jams in the middle of an Atlanta pool party, and 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 of course, like us being young people, people who don't have like asthmatic problems, people who don't have tampered immune systems and things like that, of course we're gonna get this cough for a few days and be straight literally two days later. And we probably just lose our sense of smell and taste. But people who literally will have that problem, you know, save them and things of that nature. But I just think this whole thing is just stupid. It's it's gonna be really, really funny to see how, you know, well, baseball ain't really gonna have that problem because they fans have been, barely go to their games anyway. But like something like the NFL does about that from this Jaguar. I swear My to God. Problem is still something traveling. like the NFL. <laughs> What'd you say? My problem is like at least the NBA's gonna like look let's see how what we can do with the bubble. These mugs is talking about traveling. Yeah. Traveling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird. Just like, it's just really, really freaking weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's just one of those things where because it's it's really discouraging, like how you mentioned, like other parts in the world are at least starting to go back to normal, like New Zealand. They're, have fun having UFC events there. G. Dana White's going to sit there and be like, cha-ching. Taiwan, when I saw a baseball game and they had a, a crowd, I was like, bro. And they looked happy to be there. And you telling me <laughs> that literally America and this and you motherfuckers want Kanye to be president with the current motherfucker we have, we can't even get semi together. And I heard this off another podcast, and I agree with it. Like sports shouldn't be happening, but regardless, we gotta have something to talk about. So it's like, hey, but sports yeah. should come as a reward after. Okay, we beat this. Even with, like, soccer, and we're not talking about MLS here in the States. We're talking uh, oh, the real – not to stun on – anybody who plays in MLS and you listen to this podcast, I appreciate you. But the real nigga soccer players over there, La Liga, Champions League, Premier League, them, they're finally getting their stuff together going. So it's like – because, like, those countries took it seriously. And it's just like – and they feel comfortable and be like, all right, those players keep going and doing what they got to do. And it would be extremely ignorant of us to say, well, it's going to all – like, it's not going to eradicate, no. But we're not going to break a record of freaking cases every day if we continue doing what we're doing. Yep. And, like, that's just the whole entire problem. Man, like I said, I, I personally – bro, I – I will tell you this right now, bro. I hate wearing this mask, bro. I hate wearing that Everybody whole mask. I hate it with a passion. It's gonna feel right. Like I'm, I'm not that type. I don't like that type of stuff. Bro. I don't like wearing scars in the winter. When have you ever seen me with a scar, Chris? Uh, the closest thing Never. was the face masks that we that we put each other on. Like I don't like stuff like that, bro. Like, uh, so like it's it's if, and I don't even really like that. Like, I wore it because it was freaking cool as heck. And two, that it's winter cold. was one for the books. <laughs> it was so a cold-ass like, winter. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's, it's, it's stupid. But um, um, I, I, I would like to say this. It's, even though I'm not, like, excited, probably I'm not as excited as you are for the, um, the NBA to come back. I'm glad this whole thing is going to be over. Um, but, you know, 
just more and more like there's going to be more cases. And I guess until somebody of a bigger name, literally three people, Kawhi, Braun, or Greek Freak get it, then we're going to have a conversation, right? Yeah, then it's going to be maybe it needs to shut down. But I don't even think it just – it's not even just catching it. It's like, A, are you tied to a respirator, <laughs> called it. And yeah, that's my biggest fear is – they don't even need to be even a freaking superstar, star-level player. If it's just a a rotational piece we know and love, like a Lou Will or Patrick Beverly, and I'm not wishing this upon them, but they catch it and they're on a respirator. We're talking that level. That's my biggest fear. Like Because at the same time, yeah, these dudes are in pristine shape. My, I'm still very concerned about JaVale McGee. He's the one player in the league I know who has asthma. That concerns me because I'm, but he even said, I'm taking a risk here, but I want to play basketball. And it just goes back to like, these are grown men. And if they didn't feel comfortable, or at least confident in the bubble, then they wouldn't be playing. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I want to remain optimistic regardless. If it goes well, it goes well. Um, I don't know why the hell they opened up Disney World tomorrow in Florida. It's I'm been sorry. open. Oh well, I think it's open. Open. That, that was like that. People been vlogging in Disneyland for about forever now, bro. Oh shit, man. Well, like, bro, I think they say it's, it's like so open, open. Stupid, no, I mean, bro. so. But we'll see <laughs> where that goes. And I know but, they're not gonna have the same access to those people. But yeah. at this point, bro, completely. At this point. F it, bro. Let some fans in watching it then, bro. The people that said Disneyland, dog. Like, yeah. no cap. <laughs> Let them in. What's the point? What's the point of keeping them out from being there now, G? Because, like, it's, it's one of those situations, like, look, we better go all the way with this thing. Shoot. And not, that's not the main thing I'm kind of, like, the only thing that I'm kind of, like, shooken. Not shooken up. That's the wrong word. But, like, the only thing that I'm kind of, like, I hate that this COVID situation brung was the fact that I can't um, hear, like, fan noise and stuff like that. I think that you never know how much you mess something until that happened. Now the NBA got to do a delay in um, – Making sure they don't catch mugs cussing on the court. Yeah. Right? Or you saying know, that's – I don't think it's just a cuss word. I think it's literally the end bomb a lot. Um, yeah. So I, I, <laughs> it's I, like, I think – I think that's the big one. Like, them people saying nigga the whole entire time. Bro, you, you're going um, to hear them say the N-word a lot, bro. That, like, yeah. That's what I'm, but I know they, they don't want to hear that. Especially, like, everything that's going on, you know. Yeah, because you don't um, need white people saying that. Everything that's going on social justice-wise. Yeah, you don't need white people hearing black people call each other nigga after everything. So, you know. So, and which is, like, and honestly... Work. I majored in broadcasting in college. G, it, everything not is not as live as y'all think it is. I'm just throwing that out there. So no, I know that it's always <laughs> yeah, like I know, a, yeah. It's always like, like a delay. Yeah, depending so, on uh, what you're watching and stuff like that. Um, come on, fall down the mountain and die. Oh, that sound. Oh, that's far cry, my nigga. You should know. But, I'm turning this game off, bro. <laughs> be that way, but. But yeah, man, like overall, like the bubble, 
is at this point getting underway. Teams are practicing. Uh, with the I, like, as far as we know, uh, I mean, Westbrook hasn't said he's not rejoining the Rockets, so it looks like he's joining regardless once he's good. And then Harden was literally announced an hour before we did the podcast by some group named Elite. So uh, I think that's watch using them as a way <laughs> to just throw out stuff. So, because I don't even think he's allowed to even tweet. <laughs> That's kind of weird. They're like, yo, he can't even tweet. So, I think why just telling other people like, hey, uh, yeah, Harden's got the shit too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but uh, prayers up to Harden and Westbrook. But it seemed like they both will be joining the team. They did say they were uh, eventually. Uh, Bradley Bill opted out because of shoulder re- he had a shoulder injury or something like that. So uh shout out to the Bucks getting a free ride, bro, to the second round. I'm just gonna throw that out there now. Shout out to the Bucks getting a free ride. Because the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> and the Wizards is a free ride for either t- uh for 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 the Bucks, G at this point. And it's very disappointing. Uh yeah. Yeah, really disappointing. Even though the Buck, I mean the Nets did sign Jamal Crawford and Mike Beasley, uh, it's still like y- y'all. That's a lot of die. Regardless, that's a lot of die. I'm just not going to take it serious. Uh, and the Pacers are starting to get confidence from Oladipo. He may actually join the team uh, in the bubble. Well, at least playing in the games because he's been practicing with the team and he's been looking good. So take that as what you think. If if the Pacers had Oladipo, I give him a little. I give him a fake chance. Fake chance. At least they look more competitive on paper. And the Lakers lost Rondo for eight, six to eight weeks. So so with you mean that, from the. Okay, let me talk about that real quick, right? Yeah, that's my brother. That is, that is the that uh, you know, Speedy recovered Rondo. Hope everything go good with him. Hate to see him go. I know he's getting his body back and things like that. But that whole fanfare that was going on with that one throughout the whole season, people hated Rondo. Lakers fans specifically. Lakers fans specifically, but everybody generally hated Rondo, bro. Yep. There should be no, like, I understand if you said, but people going out and say, bro, this is a big loss. Avery Bradley is the only huge loss Yeah. out this whole entire thing. Because coming towards that second half of the season, Avery Bradley was balling. Yep. So that's the only, like, aspect that I look into it. People hated Rondo. Avery Bradley took Rondo's job. But now he's such a major piece that they lose. Look, personally, do I go on that ad in and say, is that the biggest major piece? I'm going to go, I'm more of a 70. Uh, Bron can still do it and the 30% that's going to hurt. I think it's going to hurt when it comes to when if they walk into either Dame and CJ or they walk into um, uh uh, Harden and Russ, but yeah. that's the good thing about that. Brian know how to play the seasons, and also with the way that the Pelican schedule thing is um, set up, dog, we are not 
and I repeat, not seeing CJ and Dame in the playoffs, bro. The Pelicans are going to be that AC. Yep. Just hold that. Um, and I, yeah, and I think what you say. I said, yep. I just co-signed. I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like um, they are going to be. Um, they're going to be the AC that, and, and people are just going to have to hold it. Um, me personally, like I don't. I don't see this really. I, I think the lineup that they people said they're going to test out, or that is they've been testing out in practice of um, Danny Green, Braun, AD, JaVale, and um, the other dude that hit on the Lakers. What's his name? Caldwell Pope. I think that is a really good lineup for a team like the Clippers. But I'm telling you, a team like the Rockets will probably run that off the court. It depends. Um but they I that was the will. lineup. I think I think Howard Pope is is decent. Like when it comes to like, I just see I don't. It's not even hard in me. I just see Westbrook just outgunning them, bro. I'm taking my chances, but Westbrook is going to sit there and try to beat me. But uh, the thing is, though, that lineup is not even a lineup to experiment with. That line when Avery Bradley uh got hurt around what was it? middle of November to, like, January, that was the lineup they were running with. Like, KCP was starting. He was looking solid. Danny Green was, I guess, the point guard. Well, point guard on, on as in position-wise. And Bron, AD, and JaVale. So, that lineup has a chemistry. They, it's been there before, been there, done that. It's going to be more, I think, Losing Rondo, you kind of lose another, like, legitimate floor general. But I'm not, like, by the time he's supposed to be back, which is six to eight weeks, season starts. So, like, well, what, that'd be end of August, no. Yeah, about end of August, um, end of August, first week of September, that's like the second round of the playoffs. So, He'll be back by the end of that round, or at least by the conference finals at the latest, and you're kind of penciled in to be there. So, they'll be straight either way. Um, still, they have very underrated guard depth. Alex Caruso solid, uh, and Deion Waiters is on that team still. So, and Quinn Cook at least has played in – important playoff games in in the finals before. So I'm not saying yeah. to say they're going to be world breakers, but you're n- they're not going to miss them as badly as they think he they as people who suddenly think they know the Lakers think they will. Like they have respectable guard depth. I'm not going to sit there and say all oh, like they're out here looking like the goddamn uh Celtics in terms of depth, but they have respectable guard depth in terms of veterans. JR's still there. JR's there. You, you got people who's been there before, at least. So, hey, I'm look, bro. As much as I look, as much as I, I rock with Quick Cook, yeah, I, <laughs> I have to look back at, at that finals when they needed him. <laughs> the Raptors weren't even guarding folks, bro. No, bro they the wasn't. I know they wasn't, but. It's, it, he was there. <laughs> he, he was on the court regardless. No, Steph got jumped on and he couldn't even help, bro. <laughs> look, man, they did. Right. Look, 
Look, man, in that finals, G, that boxing one whooped Steph's ass, G. That's why it's going to be a meme to this day. Boxing one beat Steph Curry, G, in the finals. But it's also no different than what, um, even what the Cavaliers did, uh, which was, look, bro, anybody but Steph and Clay. <laughs> anybody but Steph and Clay, G. So that was, that's what the Cavaliers ran. Then KD popped up, and it's like, what do you want us to do? <laughs> what do you want us to do? So, so yeah, adding, so, like, I ain't going to sit to say Quinn Cook is going to be a world beater, but if he's hot, he's hot. Yeah. Yeah, if he's hot, he's hot. But even I don't expect him to play. Like, it's going to be more like I see Alex Caruso getting a bulk of those Rondo minutes, especially because uh, based on advanced stat Twitter uh, and even stuff I've seen on court, he plays well with both AD and LeBron. So that's a bonus. If Deion Waiters looks good during the course of these eight games, then he's going to probably get some minutes. I just mean I need a lineup with probably, and that's the thing. I don't know one of these. I don't know if the, the name I'm about to put out will work with him so much. But look, bro, put a lineup out there when Brian taking his two minute breather. Let's tell me now of Dion and a bunch of defensive shooters and probably AD and just let that man go to work, bro. Yeah. I'm like, and, and, yeah, I'm not mad at and you. the reason I say the AD thing probably won't work because he nine times ten AD gonna need the ball when Brown out the court. But I'm just saying, let Dion Waiters be Dion Waiters. No, you're not lying. And, like you're not lying. And it's it's gonna make a world of difference if he can be that. If he could be as good as he was. When the Heat had no star, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not actually. I'm not people thinking. I'm, no, bro, I'm not talking about like he gonna have 30, 40. I'm not seeing anything like that. But if he can put out some above average numbers off the bench, right? Off the bench, like nice twelve or thirteen. You good? Because yeah. bro, AD and Brian gonna average like Dana. Dang, they're like 50 to 60 together. Yeah. So, you know, that's all you need from a third person. But even with all this, we're saying this now, with every injury that comes up, Kuz has to become more important as a third oh, yeah. scorer. Yep. Like, Kuz actually needs to be your everything. consistent third scorer. Kuzma has to and be a consistent score. No excuse. Has to be. Has to be. Whatever you got, it's not like necessarily, it's not his fault or anything, but in, I know he's not the best on defense, so it's not like helping the Rondo situation. But with that Avery Bradley being gone, Avery Bradley made some shots that needed to be shot for the Lakers when they, when he was on the court. Yeah. You're going to have to be Bradley. You know, you're going to have to put in work. You can't let somebody that came off a gummy bear trip Look better than you. <laughs> like, you can't. You were like a bro. They traded B. They traded B.I. for you. They picked B.I. I mean, over you, G. Yeah, they picked B.I. I mean, over you. And that boy about to bring the most improved play. And I think in that aspect, like, I always stand on the notion that you give a dude who's extremely ball-hungry the ball, 
even though he probably averaged 30% from the field, he's going to score. Like, that's just the way it is. Uh, that goes for that, – that, them are, like, just balling, bro. They don't care. They don't – they don't – they always want to look good because they have no other reason to not look good. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah, and it happens. History shows it all the time of, of certain players just because there's no, like, big market – names around them, they always going to look better than what they actually are. And it's not necessarily that's always the case for B.I., but that's the case for a lot of people. Um, like, say for instance, Victor Oladipo. I think Victor Oladipo is great, but he ain't got nobody he got to pass the ball to. Malcolm Brogdon? He ain't got nobody he got to pass the ball to. Still think the Lakers missed out on Brogdon. But he ain't got nobody he got to pass the ball to. So guess what? He's gonna play. Uh, he gonna ball. Zach Levine, another example. Who the heck he passing the ball to? Not a goddamn. Lloyd Marketing then fell off the face of the earth. Kobe came alive at the end of the season. I think Kobe was the only dude he trusted on that team. Should <laughs> be the only dude I trust too. <laughs> but still, and Kobe came off the bench. That's how much the Bulls. Coaches staff cares about that. They rather they rather put that boy. What's his name? Your homie, your white homie. The heck is his no, name? Sandoransky. The point guard, bro. Yeah, Stadaransky. <laughs> they rather play Stadaransky than bro. Man, look, man. Mm, mm, mm. I, look, bro. Look, we'll talk. Look, man. We'll talk about them when Jim Boylan gets fired. Uh, but yeah, I get. I definitely. You thought that was happening. Fight. You thought that was happening though, and it didn't happen. It's, I'm still waiting for that to happen. Like, if he if he it might survive, not happen. it might not happen until, like, literally once we get close to All-Star game, once All-Star weekend, All-Star break happens, and the Bulls are, like, 0 for, like 0 for 11, and they, that dude get like, yeah, fire him. He's gone. He's done. So, that be done. so look. But... Like, I hear where you're coming from in regards to Kuzma. Like, it's it's important. Like, he has to step up. I believe he, I think probably a, somebody had to talk to him during the break, say, like, bro, you are important. We need you to be consistent. That's all we ask of you, G. Because even though people are not talking about Kuzma as much as they should, he's very freaking important. He needs to play. He needs to hoop. Like, he really needs to hoop. Because if Deion Waiters become that consistent third option, or at least comes off the bench and hoops, <laughs> like, gee. It's like, time for a dialogue. Yeah, it'll be a dialogue because, like, gee, you supposed like, they have you coming off the bench. And honestly, which I understand because it's like, AD does not want to play the five. If AD plays the five, Kuzma plays the four, technically the three, because LeBron would be the power forward based off size, but Gee, you're supposed to be the, the three, the number num, the number three, literally. So it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into our uh, Hall and All segment. Um, so this week we're doing Andre Iguodala. Um, shout out to Iggy man, respect uh, one uh, consistent All Star. Well, at one point was a consistent All Star. I might be over exaggerating with the consistent All Star, but a consistently good player. <laughs> Uh, really trying to find, trying to be generous. 
but <laughs> really trying to, not to kind of make them sound. But okay, when I said consistent all star, that was a cat, bro. I give myself a big cat for that. He's a one time all star. Oh, uh, that's about to be. Oh, I don't know about this. Uh, <laughs> but this is why. <laughs> this. <laughs> this. Is, oh my god. Okay, that's shit. Geez. Oh my god, that was career. Okay, accomplishments. One time All Star, and when he was in Philly, really good in Philly. Mm-hmm. He was good enough where they said, "Hey, we're trading Allen Iverson." G. Bye. We can't have two AIs on this team. So, hey. All right. Three, so, three-time NBA champion. Two-time all-defense. I'm shocked he's only two-time. Uh, He made the all-rookie team in 05. And his crowning achievement and what everybody uses to gauge that he is a Hall of Famer, he has that finals MVP. So, now we're going to, now his career, his point total for his career, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. That's not good. Was there a Hall of Famer with that? If it is, like, that What about Jay Kidd? What about, what Jay Kidd is? Not comparing to Jay Kidd, I'm just saying, like. Jason Kidd you know. probably has, like, high assist totals, too. Oh, dang. Jason Kidd played too damn long. That's his problem. But uh, 13, 6, and 9. But he also Kidd has also had ten, a crap ton of All-Stars, probably. Crap ton of All-Stars, five-time assist champ, NBA champ, six-time All-NBA, nine-time All-Defense, and a rookie of the year. Which he split with Grant Hill, by the way. Who he so, split it with? He split with Grant Hill. Ah, somebody somebody uh body lasted the time the uh, time but somebody didn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Graham made it to the Hall of Fame, so uh but yeah, so Oh yeah, his college career. So what about his college career? I don't remember much from it. That's just uh, me man, keeping you you supposed to be the college guy here, bro. Bro, he went to yeah, Arizona. Bro, he went to Arizona. I don't remember Around that time, Arizona wasn't hidden. He didn't make them notable. So mm. I can't sit there and say, oh, my God, like, yeah, he he was cool. But he wasn't like, yeah, bro, like, you had, like, come on, bro. Who was in that 2004 mm. draft with him? Hold on. Let me look at this real quick. 2000, oh, yeah. Dwight Howard, Ben Gordon, Mecca Ofer, Sean Livingston, Devin Harris, Josh Childress, Luau Dang. Um, Luke Jackson, Asian Sebastian Telfair, that's a name right there. Um, Chris Humphreys, that's another name right there. Al Jefferson, Josh Smith, J.R. Smith, Jameer Nelson, Shot Tony Allen, Delonte West. First team all defense. Uh, Kevin Martin, Anderson Verjao came in the second round, and this was a this. Is, your average draft, okay. But so he'll probably be top five if we ever redo that draft. But um let me look at his best season. What was his best season, G? It was probably the year they he was the all star. No. Okay, hold on. Excuse me. 
<laughs> Excuse me, I had to sneeze. But um, let's see. I don't even remember what his All Star season was. They don't even map it. I think it was his final year. Of his was it his final year? What the? Let's see. 2011-2012. Hell no, those are not All Star numbers. His best season was in 2007-2008, where he had 20, five assists, five rebounds. Shot seventy two percent from the free throw line. Fit you know wait. Forty seven percent from uh forty five percent from the field goal range. So take that as you want when it comes to that. Uh but that was his arguably his best season. Uh with, <laughs> as an NBA player. To this day I still wonder how in the hell did he get all this goddamn money? Because his numbers just steadily dropped as like time went by, like steadily dropped. Even when he went to the Warriors, he didn't. He stopped averaging double digits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't feel comfortable. Like even his still numbers are very respectable, though. Like, but he was always good at getting steals. I just don't feel comfortable putting him in the Hall of Fame. Like that finals MVP means a lot. It really does. But is the finals MVP like a guaranteed slot for you though? In the no. hall? To me, no. Not really. Like you some players can just have a really good finals. And you can still argue that Steph Curry was Steph Curry deserved that Finals MVP more, but Iggy was the best defender against LeBron. And when they started him, that turned the whole series around. So yeah. that's why he got it. At the same time, how I'm about to get Finals MVP to a nigga who don't, who barely averaged more, who didn't even average 15 that series. And even though LeBron still averaged almost 40 the entire series, <laughs> you was the one that limits him from dropping 50 a game. So we're rewarding you from stopping him from dropping 50 on us. Yeah. That's kind of why he got that finals MVP. But despite Iggy being known as a one of the best defend one of the better perimeter defenders of this era. Only having two all defensive all all team defense rubs me the wrong way. Like if he had like five, okay, we may have more of a dialogue. But just two isn't enough to me. One all star mm-hmm. while you was in Philly isn't good enough to me. The three championships and the finals MVP and the fact he was on the Warriors kind of elevates his legacy more than people want to admit. So that's when it comes to Iggy. Now, and I think he has two gold medals. I think he has two. So that could help. It might not. Who knows? But me personally... Even though I, we don't think he'd be in the hall, I think I think he's going to get in on the slowest three years, bro. Yeah, he's going to get in off name notoriety alone and just being associated with the Warriors, like occasionally they always do with the Hall of Fame, they put 
teams in, they may put one of those Warriors teams in the Hall of Fame as a whole. Which gets me. But as an individual, I just can't put him in because he got a finals MVP. Because if we're doing that, we might as well throw Robert Horry in. For winning, for being on teams that won championships. And at least making one shot. That was important. Big shot, Bob. Once again, he made one shot per year that was important. So... Hey, he also helped me beat you for the first time in 2K, so. No, he, that was, no, that was your first, that was one of your, that was actually the win that shifted the tide among us, honestly. I give, I give it that. And I still oh. really hate Robert Hoy for life. Like, that, well, anyway, that, that, it was a block on a LeBron James tomahawk. Like, gee. <laughs> I want our listeners to know, G, I was pissed because I was like, oh, LeBron, like, I think LeBron, I did a solo run with LeBron to bring me back into the game. That dunk was literally, I think, either going to cause a tie or <laughs> or give me the lead. Nigga, all I saw was thinking, oh, LeBron about to literally jump from the baseline logo, dunk on Hot King's face. And instead, I get Robert Horry blocking LeBron James. I threw my controller after that, G. Beautiful. I threw the hell out my controller. The next day, that controller had controller drift. I was like, well, I fucked up. So not only did Robert Horry ruin, kind of like change the tide of me and Daytra's 2K uh, rivalry, it literally cost me a controller. I had to spend $60. So... It'd be that way. So, fuck Robert Horry. That's one reason why I don't want him in the Hall of Fame altogether. But, if we're rewarding Iggy for winning finals MVP, we have to put Robert Horry in, and I don't believe Robert Horry's a Hall of Famer. He was just at the right place at the right time. Just like that 2K block. So, that's just how I feel. I don't believe he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, you could give your any thoughts you want to add to it. I definitely don't believe it. It's... But, like, you see people like T-Mac in that, man. Yeah. You see people, like, insert another person here who's in there, bro. He he going to be in there. But I don't personally think he should. But he going to be in there. It's, it's going to be one of them years. It's crazy. He going to get put in there when, like, when, the, when them cold dudes get put in the fan, the hall, bro. When the real cold dudes going to get put in the hall. Bro. He has to go in on a slow year. Like, it has to be a year where it's, like, Damn, man. Nobody retired this year, or at least in the time frame, that kind of helps. Damn. Well, uh, let's see. We They're going to look at the list and be like, all right, we got... Uh, they're going to look at it and be like, damn. Andre Kidala's right here. Um, Josh Smith. Uh, Rondo. They're just going to look at it and be like, fuck. <laughs> then they're going to be like, wait, let's look at the WNBA side real quick. Okay, Candace Parker retired. Um, oh yeah, she re- she was good. Sue Bird. All right, we'll, we'll put it'll be a woman headline in the class, and then they put Iggy in just so he don't headline. That's how it's going to be. That's how I can see them doing it. Like honestly, that's what's going to happen. Then they put like the announcer in 
as as just like a make sure we cover this up really good. That's how Icky's gonna get in. <laughs> if he wants to get in. It's not gonna be first ballot. It's not even gonna be a second ballot. Probably like near the end of his ballot, like eight, nine years uh into into waiting type of type of situation. So but yeah, so uh Iggy Dollar is a knock somebody we wanna do for next week. Next time. Nah, but we can do uh I think DC gave us somebody, but we should. I was in my head popped up. I don't know. Uh, you do Cal Corver. Hell no. That's an automatic no. That's an automatic no? Automatic. Even no. his college career? College career didn't do nothing worth a damn. JJ Reddick had a better college career. Like, JJ Reddick has a bigger case off his college career to get in than Kyle Corver. He was the face Ooh, of Duke I know his for career like four now or five over. years. But K Love, then. Let's do Kevin Love, then. Yep, Kevin Love would be a very fun and controversial conversation. So I'm, I'm all in for that. I'm all in for uh, Kevin Love. So next week we'll do Kevin Love, unless we th- think of who DC gave us. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about UFC before we get to wrestling. Uh, I'll let you lead that. Lead that. You heard me. Oh, what did you say? The UFC. We'll, uh, go ahead and talk about UFC for a little. What you say? My bad. I saw. I just looked on Twitter when uh when Josh Hart. I mean, when LeBron James dunked on Josh Hart head. I was like, man, that was disrespectful. But all right, I got you. <laughs> I like the UFC thing. Um, what card was this? It was UFC two fifty one. Two fifty one. I'm gonna go through this really, really quick because I probably have uh, a lot to talk about. When it comes to the main event, but uh, let me look at this main card. Right? All right, so um, probably want to look at the preliminary card. Just one bout on the preliminary card that needs to be talked about, in my opinion. Um, it's just in like a casual stance point of uh, Volkan Ozdemir versus Jerry Pro, whatever. That's the thing we was when I was at uh, Applebee's and we was talking about stuff. I was watching this fight too. Um, the Jerry guy knocked Volkamir, I mean, Volkan Ostamir out um, in round two, slept him. Like one punch, he was he was going for a minute now. You know what I'm saying? Um, that, is, that is a person you want to look at in terms of like in the light heavyweight contention in the future. Uh, it's the Jerry, because the Volkan dude was getting that too. But I think either he got stopped by DC or he got stopped by somebody else. Um, but yeah, he, um, he is a person that you want to look into, um, in terms of, uh, like, um, future fights at, uh, light heavyweight. All right. Now we're going to main card. Let's do this fast. So Amanda Rebens versus Paige Van Zemp. Uh, Amanda Rebens body Paige. Uh, so, so Paige, if you're going to the free agent pool to test out waters. Dana White said something at a um at a um press conference of saying, yeah, she probably should test free agency, which is saying that because she was one of the people that was asking for more pay. Um mm. but Amanda Rebus on the other hand um got a I, I believe she got a fight bonus for this. Also not just because of that fight bonus, she did it in a really fast fashion. And also it made like a nice little start out of her coming out of flyweight. So She'd be on like the lookout. Um, do you have Ronald Nunes versus Jessica and Drive? Really good fight. That was a 
the last he round was the, the last round to make that um, fight. I'm not gonna get problematic, but I thought Jessica Andrade is probably gonna win because that is a very, 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 very huge woman. Um compared to Rose, but Rose, her kickboxing got better. Um, though it went to split decision, shout out to Rose. She probably is looking at a title fight next. Um, I think Rose got over that hump since that her losing her title. Hey, but shout out to her. Uh, Peter Young versus Jose Aldo. Decent fight. Uh, biggest problem I had with that was for the bantamweight title. Peter Young is going to be a eventual star in the bantamweight if he don't lose that belt, but Shout out to him. I think the next person he goes against is Al Jermaine Sterling, hopefully. But um, uh, I just want to talk about, like, the referee stoppage, which is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my whole entire I'm life. I'm going to say is that Aldo referee was off of, off of smoke. peel. Aldo was, was peel. smoked. I think referees should get huge fines. And they, and they say I was a, a pay cuts or whatever for – what the heck happened with that, right? Like, when, when things happen like that, like, Aldo probably won't be, like, you know, hurting that ring because of adrenaline and, and all that type of stuff that's pumping. But when all that goes down, he reminds like, bro, he, that is, he probably still got a headache right now. Um, But, yeah, shout out to Peter Young for the winner. Uh, what, who knows what Aldo do after this? He's 35, so it can turn into like a retirement situation or he continue fighting. Who knows? He has lost four title fights in a row. So it'll probably be sometime before we see him in another title fight. But Aldo is one of the GOATs, so who knows? He'll be back soon. Alright. Kind of a controversial co-main event of Alexander Volonovsky versus Max Holloway. Um, Volonovsky won the fight even though everybody in their right man gave it to Max. Max had a little bit more of the exciting style while Alexander was more like the Kamaru Usman side of things, of doing things to win the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I had it max too because of some of the stuff that he did land, the judges gave it to Volonovsky, and I hate keep quoting Dana because Dana's kind of a butthole, but Dana said it best. Um, don't leave it to the judges. Yep. Uh, you can't let the judges make these decisions. And the judges gave it to Volonovsky. It was that third round, and however the judges was going to vote it, um, it was the third round that was going. If, if I, the one judge that did vote for Max probably said Max won that third round, and the two judges that vote for Velanovsky said uh, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky said that he won the the, the third round. Definitely Volkanovsky won the, the the fourth and fifth. Well, Max Holloway definitely won that first and second. It was that third round that was going to decide every single rounds thing. matter. Now, those championship rounds definitely matter unless you literally was getting beat up throughout the whole first three rounds. Yes, yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, the championship rounds really, really do matter. And last but not least, a very dominant win for Kamaru Usman in the main event against Jorge Masvidal. Um, so, this fight in general, it had a lot of, like, casual eyes on it. And not casual in a bad way, but people who watch the UFC to see knockouts. And you can't get mad at somebody watch a uh, uh, um a brand that literally, you know, focuses on the knockout. But in this aspect, people kind of have a glad like you know it's going to be like a, a lot of Jorge fans. Jorge is getting a lot of fans from what he's doing. 
um, some things that makes, especially like his upbringings and whatnot, how he talks and, and, and all that. But it's it's different levels in competition when you fighting. Like it's different level guys, bro. I remember in this situation when um Derek Lewis went against DC when DC first won that heavyweight belt. Oh yeah, and people was. And though it wasn't in the same aspect, a lot of people knew DC was going to come out with the win. But there's a level in which there's DC, one of the all-time greats in both weight classes, right? Going against Derek Lewis, who's either up or come or he's doing what he's doing. DC is going to win that fight 10 times out of 10 because of how great he is. It wouldn't, trust me, he's not going to be stupid and stand and bang with Derrick Lewis because Derrick Lewis is going to send his head over there. But what he's going to do is he's going to find out what what he's, he's going to find out what he can do to make Derrick Lewis lose. And that's wrestling. And that's tiring him out. And they, you, you take somebody who's explosive and you neutralize it. And that's what Kamaru Usman did to Jorge Madrigal. That's what John Jones do to anybody else he fight. That's what, what 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 George St. Pierre, who who is touted to be the greatest fighter of all time, I believe it's Sean Jones, does in his fight. Out of all the greats people put, you know, on the pedestal of of, of when UFC started to get popping, the George St. Pierre, the Alex, I mean the um the uh Anderson Silvers, the Demetrius Johnsons, the John Jones, the the DCs, like out of all of them, the people you put on that. The Dominic Cruises, if you really into the sport, like out of all those greats, I will keep it buck with you. The only person who wrestled, or I mean, not wrestled, but who fought in an exciting fight style was Anderson Silva. The rest yep. of them played fights, did exciting things, missed those fights, but literally played a fight to keep that belt around their waist because it's not necessarily about how much you move, how much you talk, and things of that nature, how much you. Yeah, you could be a talker like Connor. You could be a talker like Jorge. You can get all this generate and you know generate this fan fandom around you. It's your money not always necessarily gonna go up. You your stock probably rise faster that way. But the more you're a dominant champion, the more time you defend that belt, the more the UFC gonna want somebody to take that belt away from you because you're boring. So the more likely you are gonna get a nice and fat paycheck. Um. It's Demetrius Johnson was so boring for that weight division that they thought about scrapping it. Mm. But he was such a dominant, dominant champion that they couldn't. And they kept sending dudes his way to beat him. Now, towards the end, you can have the argument that he didn't want to fight somebody like Dillashaw because Dillashaw was legit bigger than him. And that was the only person to de- defeat Demetrius pre-Harry Cejudo and, and the UFC. But I digress if I got that right. Um, but somebody like John Jones, who don't fight an exciting style, when he fought against um, what the heck is his name? Um, Dos Santos, the big dude oh, with Dos the Santos. Thor hammer on his chest. Yeah. Uh, and dude blew like every muscle in his god darn legs. Um, people were saying, like, oh, I guess this is Usada John Jones. Like, no, this is John. Like this is who you, you can't you can't tell me every fight John did 
was a fight of 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 like oohs and ahs. No, John literally just used his his reach, his long legs. They call him John Bones. Jones can use every bone in his body to inflict pain on you and beat you. And most of the time, that's other fighters own game. DC versus John Jones won. John Jones did what DC do. He wrestled. Got a whole entire fight. Wrestled that and, and made it to the point that no, John, you're I mean, DC, I uh, the infamous quote, I outgrinded you. I were be- I was better than you. So people like that. Anderson Silva was the only person out of those greats that fight in amazing like fight style that oohs and ahs and Anderson Silva now necessarily ain't that aspect because one wrong leg kick and we seeing that thing dangle again. But mm. you got you got somebody like George St. Pierre who holds the record for holding time. Like having your opponent on the ground. And he holds that record over Kamaru Usman by an hour. Yeah, think about it. The UFC <laughs> Those rounds are five minutes in a championship fight, five rounds. He holds that record by an hour. So that's two, four, six. That's six fights he holds that back. And no telling if Kamaru Usman even win that fight against Gilbert Bernstein to continue having that, that record, right? If Who knows if Kamaru Usman ever go back to the ground again, but like that, that, that that sheer like record that he holds, was we gonna say he's not a great fighter for that? Because yeah. we gonna say, oh, George Champion just liked the hug. No, it just when people wasn't. Well, it was casual. They didn't know that 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 what Usman whole gameplay is. It's to stop you and neutralize you. That's your opponent. Like George, anybody gonna stand and bang with him, bro? Like that's. Like, like what Khabib did to Connor. Like, yeah, Khabib stood for a little while, but at the end of the freaking day, when Khabib took Connor to the ground, it was smashing time. He smashed him. But um, other than that, the fight was good. Stumped the heck out of my man's toes. I would hate if you had like a corn or something on your foot, and you just feel that freaking Nigerian dude just breaking your stuff. Um, so I know his toes hurt. Uh, a lot of those gut punches look. Destructive when he was in the clinch, his clinching he, he was controlling the heck out that clinching every second, every calculator. Like Corey Masvidal said, every faint he will faint and go for a clinch, faint and go for a clinch, and he couldn't have nothing to do with about it. There is levels to certain greatness in fighting, right? Yep. That's just the way it is. People get caught like that, like 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 how Ronda Rousey was a silly for the fighters over her. Ronda Rousey had a ceiling in like people like Holly Holmes and people like um, Amanda Nunez, who is just literally like head and shoulders better than Ronda. And that's going to continue to be like DC will never meet the cap that John Jones met. Because it's just, it's just, that's a, at a different level. And it's not, it's not a big gap. DC is the second best light heavyweight person and you can argue the best because of John Jones like history and stuff like that like heavyweight champion of all time but it's night and day when it comes to that skill level like John Jones is dang near perfect at everything same thing with George St. Pierre his counterpart and it's just when he was in his 
Brown, Demetrius Johnson, all the people I was naming, bro. And it's still people like that today. Like, like my man Israel is probably like head and shoulders above like the people in his. He he fights a fairly exciting fighting style. But I kid you not, that fight against Apollo Costa, I mean Pablo Costa, whatever it is, if Israel don't knock him out, people's gonna call that fight boring because he's don't want to get his head sent flying. Because Pablo Costa, whatever that Pablo Costa, you say his name, Costa, he he got the fist of a god darn said the block. So like that's just the way it is. When when Khabib go against Ayak, uh, not Ayak, um, Justin Gagey, whenever they gonna get it, it's not gonna be like that Tony Ferguson fight in which Tony Ferguson just stood there and got his butt kicked. No, Khabib is gonna input the bet. I seen you beat the crap out of Tony Ferguson. I'm about to get you on the ground. Let's see what you can do around here. That's what they do. So this whole like the boring fight. Is it the most exciting thing to watch? No, but, like, bro, this this is when you got to think about what pay-per-view you about to buy for. Because <laughs> don't just buy it for one fighter. You're going to be salty. It's hell. You're going to be really, really salty. Like, you're going to be salty. Don't just back his Connors on the crowd. Car. Well, that's kind of different. Connors is a spectacle. Some people just want to see him get his butt kicked. But don't buy some uh, hard head miles with all on the card. When the person he going against literally lost once in his entire MMA. Like, like, and then he not losing because of spectacular fashion. He loses because he grinded his way through fights. So, yep. and I'm glad they didn't throw him under the bus like he did Tyler Woodley in the past. They didn't always do Tyler Woodley. He hates Tyler Woodley with uh, passion. <laughs> yeah, with a passion. Uh, Tyler Woodley was, he always did complain and stuff like that. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, UFC 251. Amazing. Uh, next big one is, I think, 252, if you don't want to count fight night. When it comes to DC versus Steve Miotic, DC last fight. Um, they're going to stop that to start the trilogy. I most likely will be watching that fight. And I can't wait. That's going to be August 15th. Hmm. So it's right around the corner, low key. All right. So, uh, well. Well, when when it gets close, we'll get to the card on that. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this past weekend wrestling, and I'm gonna just include the past because I've been watching a lot of. I'm just throwing this out there because this is, we're gonna talk about it in depth on a future episode. Unless did you watch Halloween Havoc 2000? Like I told you to. Take right. my science as a no. <laughs> look, man, hey, I bro, it it's been a long week, bro. Hey, look, I let it. I know, I know, G. I, I, you good? You good? But we'll talk about it probably on the next episode because by then I'm my my exper. Okay, I want to say my experiment, but I just want to get an idea because this comes from I saw a post on Facebook that Tyler and Duran was talking about uh, about uh, who were I think the top five who's the Mount Rushmore WCW and people were saying Booker T and I was just like I don't remember Booker T's run being that significant at least to me so I wanted to take the challenge of and this is a hell of a challenge by the way of watching Booker T's run as w- what four five, four four uh championship run WCW heavyweight championship runs so that's pretty much from Bash in the Beach 2000 to the last freaking Raw. I mean, last episode of Nitro. 
So pray for me. But so far, I'm going to say this. You watching all that? Yes. I'm skipping. I'm not watching whole episodes. I'm not watching whole episodes. So I'm just letting it be known. Like, I'm skipping. I'm not going to sit down and watch goddamn the Jung Dragons and uh, what's them niggas' name? I can't even think of them. See, the other niggas and all of that. I'm not watching them. Just keep letting it be known. I'm not watching Jung Dragons. I'm not watching... Uh, God damn, I really don't remember the motherfucker's name. Oh, the Misfits in Action. I'm not watching them. I'm letting it be known. I'm not watching them niggas. So, but other than that, so, I just want to get a feel for what Booker T's run actually was and see if he was actually as what it was with people. Because me, at that point, I think I was 90% WWE. I was barely watching WCW unless I was outright bored. So, but what I'm getting so far, that nigga literally was protected as shit. And almost every other week, some Goldberg is either heel or face, depends on how they feel. Kevin Nash literally did what the hell he want because he had creative control and it showed. And Vince Russo literally became Vince McMahon uh, popping up every week because it felt good. So, that's that. Uh, also, Scott Steiner was the star of the show to me because all he does is beat niggas' asses and tell them and tell them he's going to stick a foreign object up their asses. So, and Scott Steiner promos are are very much golden. So, that's why I'm uh, I'm going to leave you guys with so far. Uh, until Datro watches Halloween Havoc, uh, we'll have a dialogue about that pay-per-view because I feel like that the, sets the tone for everything. Uh, All right, yeah. so... Since we're gonna do that, right? Since you about to make us make me and you tried to make our other friends watch Halloween Havoc, I'm gonna do it, right? I'm gonna make sure I do it. It sucks, but I'm gonna do it. And since I don't know the ending of things, it's gonna be easy for me to watch. I'm gonna pick a pay per view for you to watch. That's fine. And That's this fine. thing, what we're gonna do is, especially <laughs> when wrestling gets slow, because SummerSlam most After likely SummerSlam is gonna be a low. It's gonna be a low. So. We're just going to pick OG pay-per-views for the watch. It can be really, really good. It can be really, really bad. Just know I'm picking you something with Hogan. So have fun. But Like we're talking <laughs> this... like Hogan. No, I'm talking about real American Hogan. Oh, I'm shit. talking about 26. Oh. You lucky because they ain't got no Luthas press on the... Uh... <laughs> 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 they ain't got no Luthas on the uh, network. So <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't recommend you that. <laughs> I just saw why to get Irish whipped into a pen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That was but, such a horrible time. <laughs> such a horrible time in wrestling. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, okay, man. Like, hey, that means you had to watch it. You had to screen it for, before you go. <laughs> so, hey, I, I, it's what it is what it is. So, all right. But uh, this past week in wrestling, so the main major thing, uh, is Keith Leaf officially being uh the I I I hate to phrase it this way, but it is the undisputed male champion on NXT. So shout the what? Out to the undisputed male champion at NXT. He has both. That's what it's called. I'm just saying it like that way because calling them two oh. champ two champ Keith is kind of lame to me. So, uh, but yeah, shout out to Keith Leaf. Uh, shout out to him literally being that nigga cross coming to whoop his ass because that's a collision course. And shout out Adam Cole for letting him go over, G. So I'm 
Like, I overall enjoyed the match. It was a really good match. Uh, both made both look solid either way. Um, I hope it kind of got rid of the stigma because I don't know where. Because I heard this on a few podcasts that they consider Keith Lee uh, one of them friendly big niggas. And I'm like, he doesn't come off that way. Come off? Wait, you said they consider Keith Lee what? A gentle giant. Uh, I don't see it. At least not in ring. In ring, he will beat your ass most of the match until you know you you gotta have. Oh no! You know he's a face. Gentle Giants are always seen that way because he's a face. That that that's the main thing. Like yeah. if he was anything other than you know, um, you know, Kiss Anime just told me to watch the Naruto, uh, the Naruto Shippuden number six movie. Nobody even know what that is, um, but no, like, um, like if he was, if he was it, it's just like there's only there's only two types of big man. There's like, well, and then you get in the middle, in which Drew McIntyre I think is at, but like there's only two types of big man. There's gentle giant, and then there's like big bro guy, even Braun Strowman. It's kind of like a gentle giant. It doesn't. It doesn't disrespect him. It's just that he's happy. <laughs> he's not like you know, want to immediately rip your face off. Gosh, let me hurry up and get off this this freaking um kiss anime start page. All I see is blonde chicks and panties. Um, but yeah, like that. That's the only thing. Like. And I is it is it a little bit of a you know a disrespect to him? I don't know because it depends on how you want to see it. Because a lot of fans were complaining, saying that uh, that it was a big disservice because he didn't he, he didn't seem such like a a big brolicky guy. But I don't think that's NXT. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? NXT is very like. Anybody can beat anybody type of promotion until people like Carrie Cross and and Thatcher get more into oh my god, how did I get that wrong? Get more into the um into the mojo on the like the dominant side, right? Mm-hmm. Like until those two people get there, there's it's, it's NXT is never gonna be uh 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 there's gonna be one dude dominating everything. Like every Adam Cole fight um, every Adam Cole fight when he was champ wasn't Adam Cole laying waste to the whole locker room. Now he wanted some nefarious means, and yeah. the fact that, um, you know, Velveteen Dream like to talk to kids, but like those are the only reasons he was championship was so long. It wasn't he was dominant, but it was dominant in a certain it was dominant in a different way. Like I don't think, um, I don't think like. Um, like he has to be Keith Lee has to be some dominant force where he just uses his stomach to got darn body people. Like I don't, I don't think of him as that. I like he's he's more of a, a anomaly than it is a than he is like a giant. You know what I'm saying? Because like they did a good job when he when he was on the on the main roster when, when he debuted for the Rumble and Survivor Series, like putting him up against Roman, putting him up against. Brock, you got to see like, uh, 
in Brock's word, that's a big mf You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't see that that gentle giant in like. That's what I'm saying. Like in the defense of, um, like what you describe as a gentle giant is that that baby face giant. Because that's the only reason you can say what a gentle giant is. You got that realm where McIntyre at of him being like a a baby face, but he has the 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 move set of a heel, which is it was working for him so freaking much. But uh yeah, I don't you know, I'm I'm I was cool with it. Slap match, perfect yeah, champion. Match. Just I just wanna know how Karrion Cross gonna like dominate him. Yeah, which is the thing. Like you wanna be I feel like you gotta be really careful how you handle the Karrion Cross situation. Because for one, I think Keith Lee is still really big compared to Karrion Cross. Uh, so you can't just have him like outright come out and whoop the shit out of him. Like, even like, yeah, he's come out dominant. He beat the hell out of Ciampa, beat the hell out of everybody he pop, who pops up with and all of that. But if he just comes up this Wednesday and just jumps Keith Lee, okay. But if he looks at him in the face and he just beats the daylights out of him, I'm like, yeah, gee, kind of fucked up. But that's what I'm doing to figure out because I feel like you, like it's very well, it's obvious he's very, they, they, as in Triple H um, and Vince McMahon are well invested in Keith Lee. So he's going to be protected either way. Uh, because you don't want to just send him up to the main roster and to carrying cross whooping his ass like you just don't. But um, you want? I'm sure they're gonna be really careful on how they handle it. Uh, also, I think Champa. I don't think you saw the tweet or at least the tweet or whatever it was. Uh, he posted where he pretty much he gave a little rant. So I think either it's for promo reasons or. His return, because he, he's been disappeared since Karen Cross choked him out. So, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with Ciampa, because he might be on the uh, title picture again in NXT, based off and, of that. that. That brings up a conversation in which is, that I think Johnny Gagato talked about it, but, like, some of them guys might be scared to go to the main roster. I'm not saying yeah. they are. I'm saying they no, might be in a situation of them being, them being scared to go there. Like, cause like in, in this situation of like, there is a ceiling at NXT. It is that you will eventually hit. Like, I think it's good for people like Finn Balor to come back, get the rub off of some people, be Finn Balor all over again. But I think there is a ceiling you can hit because it's labeled as a developmental company. Now, if Gorgano, um. Champa and even Adam Cole is gonna try to build that brand up into which it's the third brand, then cool. But as long as it gets that NXT, that next tag, that that development, we tuning these guys to be big stars in the future type situation, there's a ceiling. Yeah. And like they already overstayed their welcome. Not welcome, but overstayed they like they I yes, sit there and I and I'll be like, oh, okay. What the heck Chomp was gonna do now? Is he gonna go for the North American title? Exactly. Like, so that's that's know. my thing, and because he he's been there so long, and the thing is, is like okay, it's nothing wrong if you want to be the Godfather of NXT. That's 
fine, bro. But you got but it's one thing you gotta factor in. It's like, gee, NXT regardless is a revolving door. It's like like as of right now, like we're looking like if you look at it now, okay. Adam Cole is probably about to debut after Extreme Rules at the earliest. On yeah. somebody's on somebody's show. Whether it's him in Indisputed Era or it's just him. He's popping up at the earliest after or maybe even during Extreme Rules. We don't know yet. At the earliest. Because it is nothing for him to do unless he wants to be the one to take out Dexter Loomis and all of that. But even then, I don't even know what's going on with that storyline currently. But as of right now, Adam Cole even probably knows him for both the group as a whole, there's nothing left for them to do. They had all the gold. To, do, to go after it again is defeats the whole purpose. So it's like for them, the next best thing is, all right, we're about to go. T- we're going. We're going after. Uh, we're going up to the uh, main shows and we're going to take over from there. It makes the most sense. And I think even they know. Like I think uh, Kyle O'Reilly uh, posted something on Instagram that kind of teased the main roster type move up teased it at least so i think they're honestly ready as a faction it'd be really dope to see them jump braun Strowman and and adam cole take the belt that night i'm cool with that or if they decide to do drew dirty again perfectly fine i think doing drew dirty again is the main thing but i'm hearing like brock supposed to come back and whatnot and uh... I don't know. Um, I don't know if that man wants to be Canada right now. I would purposely get mad if Brock comes back and do the same thing all over again. Just make Brock a spectacle and have him just beat people up. Exactly. Like, but yeah, you know, man, look, bro. But back to my point, though, I wasn't done with my point, though. But I think Adam Cole knows he's he's done all he could do in NXT. Uh, so with Ciampa and Gargano, it's just I feel like they they've been there so long where they seen literally at this point the core most of the core on Raw and SmackDown are NXT guys at this point or in some capacity. Like we're looking at the core of Raw and SmackDown, like the people who they built the show around. Raw, Seth Rollins, who's an OG of NXT FCW, uh. Drew McIntyre is the champ. Andrade. Angel Garza, who was there for literally two seconds. Um, Street Profits. And Viking Raiders. And that's just off the top of my head. That's your, that's kind of the core of Raw right now. SmackDown. Big E, because he's part of the New Day. New Day, Big E. So that's Big E by association. Technically, technically Bray Wyatt, technically. I guess he fits. He was part of FCW, so it was like he's the core member. Uh, my boy. Um, why did I forget his goddamn name? Uh, he just got moved up. Um, Matt Riddle. There we go. Matt Riddle, despite literally his little complicated entanglement. Uh, I know we had to throw that word in there for this podcast, but yeah, Matt Riddle's entanglement. He is literally a core member of SmackDown at the moment. So, and then, I don't, was Drew Gulak ever on NXT? No. 
No, Drew Gulak was always the um, 205 Live. Okay. Yeah, always a 205 Live guy. Yeah, well, SmackDown's probably the only brand that really don't have a true NXT core, but Raw in itself is built around NXT niggas. So, the point of it all is just like, if they're scared, okay, that's fine. You Because you don't think you're going to be built up to how you was and all of that. But even for Ciampa's sake, you're in such a crossroads where it's like, it's nothing to really do. Like, who do we put you against to make sure you don't look like a bitch? Because we gave you, like, we fed you the carrying cross, and he holds you. Who do we put you against? Because right now, based off how, because I, like, just based off who NXT's trying to push, Thatcher, aren't only Larkin are pretty much our next up. Um, Not only Larkin. That was the good match. Only, only always gonna, only, no, no, no. Let's see. We don't no. know. Okay. But Thatcher, <laughs> I st- I'm very high on Damian Priest. Very high on Damian Priest. Priest, yeah. John Redcorn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Damian Priest is up there. Uh, who's my boy? Uh, Isaiah Scott, I think, is, is still up there as well. Um... And that's just you got the Phantasmo guy with the Cruiserweight yeah, champion. Yeah, uh, the Latin Kings. Um, and it's a lot of COVID stuff. If they blow up WWE UK, Walter is taking somebody's belt. Yes, yes. Walter <laughs> is up there as well. And Pete like, Dunne. So, like, in all honesty, like, there's a lot you could do. Now, of course, can you fit some money? You could reinvent characters. You reinvented Johnny Gargano's character. Exactly. Perfect. Best case scenario for them, and I think this is what I would personally do, is to bring up DIY again for at least like two years to establish that tag team division. Because on both, actually all three brands, the tag team division sucks. Yes. I literally forget uh, them Imperium niggas are the tag champs of NXT. Imperium niggas are tag champs. I understand. Bro got his baby, so he probably not going to be, like, very, very, like, front and, and focused on WWE. Um, well, Angelo Dawkins just got a, just had a child. So, with this COVID situation, I wouldn't be, you know, yeah, all willy-dilly around these people yeah. or anything. But did you get um, um, New Day, who's probably about to lose it to Shinsuke and Cesaro and Extreme Rules. You need you need a better strong tag team division, especially while your shows are going three hours long on Raw, two hours on SmackDown, or just singles competition. Raw has a better chance with um, with with Selena Vegas like group and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's a better chance in having an established tag division going there, but for like SmackDown, it's literally just those two teams. Otis is the the money and bank holder, so it creates like you can bring DIY to plug right there. Yep, and instant stardom. You just build up their tag team as a tag team that everybody loves, and then you do the breakup again. Tommaso Chopper, super heel. Pretty much, you, you you got what you want. I think turning Tommaso Chopper face. In the be 
Diddy was stupid. Was stupid, yeah. It was cool at first, but it was like, okay. After that, it should have been an immediate heel turn. To me. Uh, and now. And even with, yeah. like, I'm not mad at turning Gargano heel. Like, I'm I'm cool with that. It's actually freshens up his character. But even, but to me, they, with NXT, I feel like you can, do, you don't need to always do heel versus face type scenarios. They both could have, like, he could have just made Ciampa more the anti-guy, the ant, like, the, the middle, the middleman than anything in that feud, when, like, their recent feud. Because then it just kind of, it made Ciampa look soft to me. It made him a little softer to me. That's just me. So, but yeah, it's just, they really put themselves in a box. To me, mainly Ciampa. Ciampa more than anything, I feel like he put his stuff yeah, in a box. Yeah, Gargano was reliving his character, so, yeah. Yeah, and like with Ciampa, I feel like there's only so much you can really do. Finn Balor's always going to be in the cut because he's just enjoying life doing, like, he don't really got to do much. Heal up and have fresh matches until it's time to go back up. So, and then once again, with the Evolve situation, like, it's going to be more talent joining probably not a lot but it's going to be some talent that w- that they took seriously over there it was like oh we can do more with this person those type of situations so i feel like they shot themselves in the foot well more chomper shot himself in the foot than anything so take that as uh, you will uh did anything else oh yeah uh how you feel about the seth rollins raven stereo eye for eye match it's WWE and WWE's finest. It's up to them to make that um, up that make that into a better you know match and stuff like that. Whatever CGI thing happens, who the heck knows? I I don't really care. Like I'm a person when it comes to these type of things that automatically do not think the worst. Mm-hmm. I'm optimistic. Exactly, I am extremely optimistic. With whatever any wrestling company do, do you know what I'm saying? This stuff ended up bad, of course, but I'm optimistic, so yeah, well, it's like a wait and see approach. Uh, but before we get into the uh extreme rules card, as of right now, most of the title holders in WWE and includes NXT are all majority minority slash people of color, black, and Asian. Shout out to WWE showing progressive progression, unlike the other company <laughs> that was all about progression. But hey, Sunny Kiss is fighting for uh the NXT, I mean the uh, TNT title next week. Shout out to that. So something to be happy about. Uh, but shout out to WWE. Shout out to uh, just shout out to just black people showing showing out G as well. So uh, yeah. just showing out like it's, it's good to see. It's really good to see. Uh, even though Apollo Cruz probably has the least drip in the charisma amongst all of them, so uh, definitely. But yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to the Extreme Rules uh predictions because that is this Sunday, and I don't want to forget because we've been forgetting a lot of these lately. So match card as of right now: uh, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, just gonna keep it G real. This is Drew McIntyre beating the hell out of Dolph Ziggler. Uh, because Dolph Ziggler has it in his contract that he gets these type of one-offs. So, yes. Uh, Braun Strowman versus. True. No, what was you about to say? I said this is true. Yeah, 
So, uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a swamp fight. This is probably going to be another WWE Cinematic Universe match. Uh, so it should be really good, but I still believe that it's going to lead to The Fiend versus Braun Strowman in SummerSlam. So, Braun Strowman wins this. Is Goldberg the only person who pinned The Fiend? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, take that as you will. Um, but yeah. So Braun Strowman probably winning. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Oscar for the Raw Women's Title. This is my hot take. Sasha, it might not be much of a hot take, but Sasha Banks is probably going to win. Sasha Banks is my winner no. for this match. Reason I say that because on Raw Talk, Kari Sane said she's ready for Oscar. Okay, give us that at SummerSlam, G. All right. Uh, so if but I would not be mad if Sasha Banks does win this belt. I wouldn't be mad just to continue to promote the the two woman power trip that we've been getting with Bailey and Sasha. So if it happens like that, it happens like that. But if we get Oscar and Kari Sane as Kari Sane's uh, final goodbye. I'm all in, G. I'm all in because like I was actually thinking about that match the other day. So that'd be really dope. But uh, I still kind of got Sasha, Sasha to win. But uh, next, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Um, come on now, Bailey's about to win this match. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, nothing to really add with Kind of mad I didn't get no stipulation, but yeah. Who knows? It might get a last minute stipulation uh, by Friday. Who knows? Uh, Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio for the eye for eye match. We already talked about how we feel about it. Shout out to another Raw Cinematic, I mean, a WWE Cinematic Universe match. Uh, more, I think Rey Mysterio wins. But at the same time, his contract is over. He's he's wrestling with no contract, so he's going week by week right now. We don't know what's going on with this situation, but I think it'll be really dope for the Monday Night Messiah character of Seth Rollins to wrestle in the eye patch. And then he has a it's very Bruce Pritchard. He walk he magically gets the eyeball back in a in a weird way. But I want, I kind of want to, I think Rey Mysterio wins this. Nah. All right, shout out to Blind Rey Mysterio, G. So cool. Um, uh, yeah, nah, take that niggas up there. <laughs> All right, MVP versus Apollo Crews for the new United States uh, Championship, aka the, uh, some people call it the Dipset title. So, uh, if this was Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews, I have Bobby Lashley winning this, but I think Apollo Crews wins. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Apollo Crews should win. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, let's see. They recently added Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy in a bar fight. Okay. Come on, bro. <laughs> Jeff Hardy probably win this one. They got Jeff Hardy, um, twenty four, I think, coming out or something like that. Was already is out that they kind of hyping up. So hopefully he do win it. I think like 
this is one of those situations that people, I love when people like overreact when it comes to wrestling. Because I don't think Jeff Hardy has a problem with the storyline whatsoever. I know. But it's just, it's hilarious. Though. <laughs> it's just, it writes itself. What else? Yeah. Yeah, nah, but you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only other match that has been uh confirmed because I think it's still some matches being confirmed, but uh, I think we're getting uh, oh, Randy no Randy Orton and Big Show wasn't confirmed for tonight to be a a uh unsanctioned match, so that should be fun. That should be a fun match. Um, I have Randy Orton to win that because it's the most the biggest thing that makes the most sense. Uh, no, no. Look, bro. That I go. You said what? I said you said you got Ray Mysterio to win that, right? I said I've had Randy Orton to win that. Oh, I was like, I was wondering, like, why the heck you bringing Randy? Yeah, yeah, of course. Randy Orton back on his legend kill status. Yeah, so uh, time to wipe out Big Show out out uh out of his career. Uh, then I'm trying exactly unless we get Ironclad Big Show back, which is the best version of WWE Big Show ever. Was Ironclad contract Big Show? We need more of that Big Show, but if not, I don't care. Uh, other matches that have yet to be confirmed, we may it's possibly that Matt Riddle versus uh AJ may happen. If that does, we might get a slapper of a match. If not, shout to entanglements. Uh, the new day is Shinsuke and Cesaro should be happening because they—that's literally the only tag teams on SmackDown. Uh, uh, they are most likely having the tables match. Yeah, so uh, I think Shinsuke and Cesaro wins. It's just yeah. the new day did what they could do with those belts. So, um, so give it give it to somebody else, and I think it'd be nice to see Cesaro with a belt around his waist. Uh, and then I don't even know who the hell. Uh, I guess the Street Profits, if uh, Dawkins can come back on in time, uh, will be going against um, the not the, uh, the the two sixes. I'm just calling them the two sixes. Uh, so Andrade and uh, Garza. So yeah. So wait, who are they going against? The Street Profits versus uh, Garza and Andrade will probably be that tag team match if it happens. They probably dropped too. Yeah, if somebody's dropping the belt, it's it's out of the tag team stuff. Yeah, it's about to do. So if not, they'll just wait to SummerSlam. But even then, if if they wait to SummerSlam, I don't think it's gonna happen. So that's the pay per view as of right now. Uh, still nothing confirmed about. Uh, the only thing that's still kind of in question would be Matt Riddle versus AJ. Um, if that happens, that might be a slap. But once again, entanglements. Uh. I think that's it for this week uh so we appreciate you guys for listening make sure you hit that uh follow button on our twitter page threes from the ring at threes from the ring we greatly appreciate that on the real uh also make sure you follow uh hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on whether it is soundcloud apple Podcasts, spotify hit that subscribe button if there's an option to review hit that review button so we appreciate you guys for listening. Much love. Also, if you like the, the song that was in the intro, that's my boy. That's our boy, Chaz Vibe. 
check it out on iTunes and Spotify as well. Get get that boy some streams. It'd be greatly appreciated. We try and get that bag. So, but we appreciate you guys for listening and peace. Avito Zen.